Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. This week, Izzy and I are joined by my friend and San Diego neighbor, Bryant. Bryant is a personal trainer and today we're going to be talking about health and fitness and we will also be diving into the topic of dating and relationships. If you'd like to hear more from Bryant or you're interested in his health and fitness content, you can follow him on Instagram at mr.befit15. So Bryant, can you tell us a little about yourself? Uh, well, my name is Bryant, 28 years old, currently live in San Diego, California. I've uh, been here for about six years. Um, military, I'm a personal trainer, and I play football aside. That's a little bit about myself. That's uh, awesome. Look at you go. Trying to stay active. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yes. that is definitely a passion of yours. So I kind yeah. of wanted to get into, like, ask you about the connection between, um, you know, our health and our wellness and how that can affect our connection with other people. Mm-hmm. What do you okay. think? About that? Yeah, um, I think it definitely uh, is a key factor in a lot of things um, with with wellness and, and fitness and stuff like that. I think it builds a certain amount of confidence in a person. And it gives you uh, that internal confidence that, you know, you look good on the outside, so you feel good on the inside. And therefore, it makes you a little bit more confident to uh, be, be out there in, in the dating world, I guess, when it comes to meeting people. So I know that's specific, you know, when I, when I feel good, that I, that I feel like I look good, that I get more confidence um, in that way. Yeah, and I feel like, a lot of how other people like view us is kind of based on our own view of ourselves, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's like when you can feel good about yourself, then it's going to, it's going to like right. reflect in other people too. Right. Yeah. But, but on the, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you know, uh, a lot of people, I feel like they take that to uh, an extreme when they feel like, Oh, I have to look this certain way for people to accept me for who I am, which in my case and what I uh, preach to my clients is that's not necessarily everything, you know, physical appearance, yes, it's, it's awesome, you know, but at this end of the day, you know, I try to have my people do it for themselves, not for something else, because if you're happy with yourself, then, you know, people are going to, you know, catch that energy and that, that vibe from you, and they're going to like you just because of that, not because you, you know, look how you look, so, yeah. Mm, I'm glad you preach that because body dysmorphia is real, orthorexia is real, like getting too intense with working out and eating clean. Yeah. It can, at least I know from my own personal experience, like it consumed me and then it really ruins like my body image for many, Mm. many years. And I feel like just now I'm like realizing like, oh, if I feel good on the inside, then I look good on the outside. You know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. attracts people. So I'm really happy to hear you're your sending that message to your clients. And I feel like also with working out, like the confidence isn't just about the appearance, but the confidence is also about like, I can do this. Like I did something mm-hmm. hard and yeah. I accomplished something hard and wow, I can apply myself and I'm dedicated and motivated. Yeah, that's definitely a a big key item uh, for people is building that confidence to do something out of their uh, norm. Um, And that's working out, getting into, you know, eating healthier or whatever the case may be. Whatever their goal is with health and fitness is, you know, what feels good. It's not necessarily, you know, for the most part, it's not necessarily just for somebody. It's more of, hey, I did this. I've changed my diet to be healthier. Or, hey, I've been so consistent in the gym and now gym's like my life now. So, you know what I mean? And it's not always, you know, people just want to go in there, maybe hit the treadmill or, you know, do a little minor workout. But it's, you know, whatever, whatever satisfies them. That's what, you know, people really want to go in there for. So, yeah. So you have your own like personal training business, right? Yes. Okay. And so you see clients. Um how is it like building that relationship with them? Because as their trainer, like that's a very important connection to have too. Mm-hmm. So what is that uh, like? Um, I just try to, you know, I've, I've been doing it for about four years now. So, you know, obviously uh, when I first started, I didn't know what to, what, how to do anything, how to 
relate to people, how to adjust to working out or training somebody other than myself. Um, so it just came with experience. And what I learned is uh, everybody's similar in a way, but um, it, it, it's basically um, getting to know that person. So with me, I develop great friendships with all my clients. Um, it, it's not even just talking personal training. You know, when we're training, we're talking about personal life, you know, to an extent or whatever the case may be. I try to build that rapport, that relationship. So that way it's not just, oh, you're paying me to work you out and make you sweat and tired. It's more, oh, this is a relaxing environment. This is a, this is a friend that's helping me out. And, you know, and we build a relationship that way. So I, I like absolutely love it because um, not only do, you know, the aspect of getting them results and stuff like that, but just having friends afterwards because I don't train clients forever. I tell them my goal is, you know, six months uh, max and hopefully you can kind of do your own thing and save money. And um, I've had clients to do that and I've still had great relationships with them um, on the outside of the training. So that was pretty dope. Yeah, that's awesome. And I like how you like teach them how to keep it going afterwards yeah. Instead of just having them like rely on you or, you know, something like that. So I think that's, really yeah, awesome. that, that's definitely like the ultimate goal. And I, I, I don't, I can't speak for every trainer. Um, I know, you know, for, for other trainers that, you know, make it as a sole income, I'm assuming that that's not the case. Um, but me having multiple incomes and my main income being the military, um, that's, that's my end goal for everybody that I train, uh, because I, I let every client know before I train them that, you know, I'm there to help them build confidence in the gym. I give them different kinds of workouts based on like how, how they train via injuries or anything like that or limitations. And I try to give them as many workouts as I can. So that way at the end, you know, they can have all that stuff. Because um, a lot of people, they get scared to go to the gym because they go in there and they don't know what to do. They're like, oh, like, what am I supposed to do? Where do I start? So it's, it's about, you know, kind of building an outline for them and uh, give them that guidance so that way they can go and it's, they can repeat the same workout regimen and just increase it or whatever they want to do to it. But just giving them that outline, I feel like that's the, the main goal for me. That's so cool. You're giving them such a gift and you're giving them yeah. that independence and confidence. That's awesome. Right. So I'm curious, what is like your beginner workout like? person's first time in the gym like what is what's the first thing you're having them do okay uh, so it, it's more of the body work so I, I don't really do a lot of weights at first I just kind of see where they are um, as far as fitness um, I'm a big stickler for form and stuff like that I've been injured before so um, I'm a big stickler on that and I do not um, I don't encourage like doing weights right away and I don't encourage you know it's a I've had clients that you know get real upset when they are doing only so much in the gym and uh, I always let them know like hey this is progress you know so you know they'll start with something and be a little upset but then weeks down the line you know they're doing more and they're just like oh shoot like I'm, I'm really doing this and it's, you know that's that's the main goal is just, just starting them all small keeping their confidence high, letting them know it's just, it's, it's, it's about consistency and then building from there. And, you know, it's, it's work. I've had, I've had clients get super, super excited seeing that progress coming from that. I was just helping my little sister prepare for her like personal training um, interview to become a personal trainer. Uh -huh. And one of the things like her and I were kind of like going back and forth on was like the question of like, how do you keep people coming back to the gym mm -hmm. as a trainer? Cause I feel like, well, there's a lot to be said, but like, I feel like, you know, a lot of people want to get into the gym, they do it for a couple of weeks and then like they're off the train. So I'm just, I'm wondering how do you get people back into the gym? Um, so that's always going to be a thing. Um, I've, I can't tell you on how many fingers, how many people have said, Hey, I want to train and they flake out or they, they get to starting and then they realize, Hey, this is not for me. It's, it's a thing that you can't control. Um, but, uh, when you do have those clients that are pretty consistent in the gym with you, uh, you want to make sure, like I said, um, building that rapport with them, that relationship that hey, you know, he's not just telling you what to do in here. He's actually like, you know, it's an enjoyable moment. It's an enjoyable time. It's 45 minutes. We're enjoying, have a good conversation. He's teaching me a lot. Being 
being able to uh, teach them about certain things, why you're doing, why, why you're doing certain things instead of just saying, hey, do this. No, tell them why they're doing it, what it helps, um, what not to do, you know, just give them that education. And then in turn, you know, they'll, you know, they'll talk to their friends, hey, I have this amazing trainer, he's so knowledgeable, or he's, he's so fun in there, I have a good time, you know. Um, I try to mix it up with some of my workouts, have fun workouts where it's not as intense as others. I do have intense ones, you know, obviously, but sometimes I like to have fun in it. You know what I mean? You don't want to just kill them every day and just expect them to just want to be motivated to come in there, right? So um, with that, yeah, it's just it's just more of uh, getting that getting that experience in and then uh, getting word of mouth from people pretty much, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like what you said about like making it fun because I know <clears throat> personally, like when I feel like going to the gym or doing any kind of like exercise, like consistent routine, if I feel like it's a chore, I'm more mm -hmm. likely to not do it. But if I feel like it's something fun and something for myself, then yeah. I'm a lot more likely to like stay consistent with it. So, yeah. Right. It's a, it's a, I'm not sure how proven of a fact it is, but they say 21 days you build a habit. So if you can keep them in the gym for 21 days, you know, you got them hooked. So <laughs> I've heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, we haven't had that many male perspectives on our podcast yet. And of course we want that male touch because me and SD are curious about <laughs> the other side of things um do you have any thoughts on toxic masculinity um i think that it's uh i think that it's just uh i don't want so i don't want to say it to like speak for like to defend men but i feel like it's a misconceived understanding of men um, I think with, with when it comes to that kind of stuff, and I think it'll kind of tie into what else we're going to talk about. Um, and I kind of put down some notes, but I think that uh, when it comes to that kind of thing, uh, men being vulnerable and, and all this kind of stuff, I, I think it's more of a, a social thing. Um, I feel like this this social norm has been set on us from years and years ago that nobody, well, very few have broken the chain of. And I feel like, you know, guys think that vulnerability is a bad thing. And in all reality, it's it's not. And um, you have those those catalysts, you know, you have those people that take advantage of that, but whether it's like men or women, um, if you see a vulnerable man, you know, it's like, oh, like he's sensitive and he's this, he's that. In all, in, in all reality, you know, for me personally, I think that a vulnerable man is a strong man because that means you're in touch with your feelings and in touch with your inner self. Um, and that's something that I can say I've learned within the past year. Um, me personally, I've been the happiest I have been um, this year just because of one of those things being about vulnerability, being able to be vulnerable and accept that, you know, um, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be approved by everybody. It's not gonna be seen as manly by everybody. But at the end of the day, you know, that's one of the strongest things you can do. You know, if you can be vulnerable and you can be sensitive, you know, you're untouchable in a sense. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Like I think that being vulnerable is you you have to be really strong to be vulnerable with people because we're conditioned like you said, from since we were born, basically to mm -hmm. like protect that vulnerability and close it off. And so, yeah, like for men and, and, and women, I think it's like, when I see somebody doing that, it's like, you have to be so strong because you're still at risk of rejection or shame or any of those things, but you're going to be vulnerable anyways. And that's, yeah. I mean, that's, got to be a strong person to be able to do that yeah and one one thing i learned about that too uh with the vulnerability it's not when when i say like being vulnerable i don't mean um i tell a lot of people i don't mean like 
you know, just giving everything, you know, just spilling your whole heart and everything out. It, it's something that you kind of have to learn. So for me, I, you know, if I'm talking to someone, I'm able to be vulnerable and open enough for them to know the real me, but not vulnerable enough yet or to my liking to get hurt if, if, if that case was to be. So being vulnerable and, and showing that amount of vulnerability in certain stages of dating or friend, even friendships and all that kind of stuff, um, I feel like is a, is a key thing to learn because you can always like be vulnerable, but don't have to necessarily just give everything. As soon as you meet somebody like, hi, my name's Brian. This is this, this is this, this is this. I'm gonna cry. I'm mad. Like you don't have to do all that. You can you know, give them little pieces of it. I love that because it's showing discernment. It's mm-hmm. setting boundaries for yourself. And then it also like, for like, if I had a partner who I knew I was like, kind of like going deeper and deeper with, like, that would be really meaningful to Mm -hmm. reach that layer where it was like, oh, this is like the deepest layer of, of like letting someone in versus just like having that right off the bat. So that's super cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I really like how you put it. Like there's like stages and it's like both parties have to kind of like not earn their way but basically like you have to have that time to trust and at the same time if you like you said if you meet someone for the first time and you like unload all this like vulnerability and how you're feeling it could overwhelm some people so yeah it's like yeah still having those boundaries for both parties but that's a really hard thing to learn because I feel like when I learned to you know embrace my vulnerability then I had that second lesson of like no, it's not going to fix everything. Like just because you're vulnerable with someone doesn't mean it's going to fix everything and mm. learning how to kind of do it stages. So yeah. you mentioned like you had like this past year, um, you kind of learned that. How, like, do you have any like tips for people who are going through that or who like want to start being more vulnerable? I honestly, I would say it's more, it's a, it's a case by case basis. So everybody's going to be different, obviously. Um, but I think when it, what it boils down to is knowing who you are as a person um, and what you can handle as a person. Um, I know that may be a little vague of an answer, but um, it's, it's hard to, to help somebody else kind of gauge their vulnerability and what they're willing to put out and accept or whatever the case may be. Um, I think for me, it was more of a trial and error and just sitting sitting down and just, just thinking like, hey, like what, what is it truly that makes you happy? And, you know, um, just accepting everything that comes to me and not, not necessarily like forcing myself for something that may be necessarily not for me. Um, I feel like, uh, because sometimes, you know, people want, like, people don't want what they want. You know what I mean? Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, you you find something that you really, really like and enjoy, but at the same time, it's, you, you don't want to, you don't want to settle for that. And it, a lot of people like to chase what they can't have. Um, and for me, I just, I, I've been, I've been in a mindset where it's like, I don't want to force myself on anything, whether it's relationship, whether it's anything career-wise, whatever it is, I just let it all come to me and I accept what I have. Um, everybody's going to have different levels of success. Everybody's going to have different levels of, you know, relationship goals or whatever. And I just let mine just come to me as it is and I accept it for what it is. And, you know, I don't, I don't be ashamed. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not, you know, I'm not comparing it to the next man next to me. Um, I'm just enjoying my true happiness and what I have in my life, um, which is what has made me pretty, pretty happy this year. Um, I think that too, which is weird, it brings a lot of um, success to you. Um, Cause you, I mean, everybody says good vibes bring good energy, good vibes bring good vibes. So you know, for me, I've, I've uh, measured a lot of success this year just due to accepting what comes to me and, you know, just taking what I have and running with that instead of, oh, like, 
I don't have this. Let me like try my best to get this. But in all reality, it's not what I need in my life. Damn, that's super cool. That takes a lot of trust, a lot of faith, a lot of like patience and just inner knowing that what's meant for you is going to come to you. And I really respect that. I feel like people talk about the law of attraction a lot, but they talk Mm -hmm. about it in this way of like, you have to do this. You have to write this list. You have to think about it every day, visualize, visualize. And it's like still a grind versus Mm -hmm. like what you're describing sounds more like, like a let go and let God kind of thing where you're like, I'm going to let it flow. And it's going to yeah. come to me. And if it doesn't come to me, it wasn't meant for me. So that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's a really cool way to live life. And I think a lot of people could aspire to that. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. You just be happy for what you got. You know? Like you're not going to have the world. Nobody will have the world. Just be happy for what you got. You know, be blessed and be appreciative of what you have. Um, with the let go and let God, that's another big step that I took this year. I got a baptized this year. Um, so that was a huge thing for me. Um, uh, it was it was a point in my life, uh, and I'm this is that vulnerability showing, um, and I'm not I'm not afraid to put it out there. Um, is that I was you know in a minor depression um, later last year, like early maybe early this year, um, where I was you know just lost lost in the sauce, um, and it was and it was my fault. You know I, I I blame myself just because you know with the things that I couldn't control I still wanted to control and I let that affect me whereas you know now you know stuff that happens you know I accept it for what it is and I try to get past it in my own way and I try to find my way to get beyond something so um once I got out of that funk um I've just been the happiest I've ever been and once that happened like just so many things just start coming in and you know, it's, it's, I'm just riding high, you know, it's always going to be downs, but you know, when you're up, when you're up there, you ride that high, you just enjoy that shit. You know what I mean? Excuse my language for the kids. No, I totally agree with you. Like as someone who's had depression myself, now that I'm feeling good, I'm just like, let's embrace every second of this. And I know there might be a time where I feel bad again, but right now I feel good and I'm going to lean into it. And the next time I feel bad, I'm going to remember feeling good. So I feel like I can hear you on that. And I'm, I'm just celebrating you because I'm so happy you're doing the best ever and that you're feeling good and Mm -hmm. success is coming your way. And I'm just super, super happy for you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like our greatest lessons come to us in some of our darkest moments, which then lead to a lot of growth and a lot of happiness and more satisfaction after the fact, because it's like, how can we ever learn to let go of something unless we're literally forced to let go of it? And it, yeah, it's such a hard lesson to learn, but makes life a lot easier. Yeah, I truly believe that you learn something all the time. Like mm-hmm. there's always levels of learning in life, you know, as you get older, because there's different situations that you face in life. So you always learn something. You know, you always be learning to the day you die, you know. So you know, you just gotta be you just gotta be willing to, you know, accept that and 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 tackle it as best you can. So let's get your perspective on like dating and relationships for our generation? Um, I would say um, at, at this point in life, um, and I, everything I say, I'm just going to speak on my behalf uh, for the most part because I don't know anybody else's. Um, so on my behalf, I feel like, you know, as you get older, you learn a lot more about yourself as a person. And when you get to being our age, you also get pretty established in what you do in life whether it's your career or you know whatever it is that you do um and some people don't you know some people still learn and they take a little bit longer but um usually when you're almost 30 years old 30 whatever um you pretty much got a handle on what you're doing in life so um I think that in dating it's more of who can compliment that the best well when I I don't want to say that that sounds like competition but who who can compliment that for you? Um, for me, I I don't want somebody that I have to necessarily um, work on building up, right? Um, and and there's people that may 
be okay with you know someone that not that's not necessarily established and everything like that, which is fine. No judgment there. But for me, um, you don't have to have the bells and whistles. But for me, I am in the state in my career in my life that I need somebody that's just going to come in and compliment with that and you know motivate me to be even better. I'm I'm a big self motivator as it is, so I look for somebody that will be on that same page and kind of know what they want in life. And I think around our age group, you know, people should know that. They should know um, what they want, um, whether it's kids, you know, marriage, um, where they want to settle, all that kind of stuff. Um, at least an idea of it and, and what they're looking for in a significant other. Um, so for that, that I think it's more, I think it's more clear, it's, there's more clarity um, as we get older, it's more clarity. Whereas in our late, our, our early 20s, it's more, oh, I'm gonna date around and you know, whatever happens, happens. But now it's more like, okay, like how does he or she fit my lifestyle? How does he or she complement what I have going on in my life? And can they genuinely make me happy and vice versa? Can I do that for them? So that's what I would say for that. Yeah, I feel like, um... And I know like different people get ready at different stages of life, but yeah, yeah, it's like at some point for me, and it sounds like for you too, it's like you, it's like I started recognizing when other people were very intentional about their life and it started to become something that like I appreciated. Um, And it's like, people can change and people can like change their mind and everything. But it's like, if you at least have that intention of like, right now, this is where I'm going. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it makes it like, it's hard to have someone who has that and someone who doesn't have that to kind of like fit together. Although I, I don't know, some people can make it work, but. Yeah. And I actually have a, a little quote or whatever that I wrote down for that. It kind of. Yeah made sense for that um it may not be the greatest but you know it's it's what it is um i put never settle for what you have to adjust your life for um and i think that kind of meant what i was explaining um you know so for me i don't want anyone that's necessarily going to um like me i i believe in independence i want somebody that's independent has their own thing going um I don't want somebody that's gonna necessarily like, not saying there's nothing wrong with it, but I don't want anybody that's gonna be, you know, sitting on the couch waiting for me, for me to get home, you know? I want somebody that's gonna have their own life, you know? Cause I feel like that drives them like crazy. They're so depending on the person that, you know, they kind of lose their self in a sense. And, you know, that'll, that'll definitely hurt somebody mentally. So somebody being independent, knowing what they want to tie in with what you have going on. Everybody's not for everybody. Right. So you're going to have to have those trial and errors, but that's where that steps of vulnerability come into play. Um, but once you find that person that truly, you know, ties in with you and that you're generally happy about or feel comfortable around, then I think, you know, the sky's the limit. But never adjust your yourself for somebody. Else. I listened to this podcast by these dudes. Don't remember their names. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to shout out the names if I did remember <laughs> them. Um, they were saying like, men want a woman who can come in and like support their empire you know what I mean like which I'm not saying that's a bad thing but they're like that's what the woman's worth is like she needs to fit her life to fit me and she should a woman's value should just be like appearance like housekeeping all that kind of thing and that's what she adds to me as a man like it sounds like you're not like that. <laughs> you want a no. woman who like has her own thing going and everything. But yeah. I was just kind of curious your take on that take. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I, I like housekeeping. I'll, I'll do the dishes. I'm my my piece is clean, so like, you don't have to worry about that. But no, yeah, it's it's a it's a fifty fifty thing. I think you know, as as humans, you know, we gonna die alone. It's not you know, you're just finding somebody to. Uh, kind of share life with not necessarily be life like you don't want a person that's just going to determine what your life is going to be right um so coming into a man's life you should you should have he should be able to lift uplift you and motivate you to do what you're doing and and vice versa it should never be oh like 
do you do this for me so I can elevate? Because at that time, you know, you're just leaving her, right? You, you're elevating while she's staying where she is. Um, and a, like a little small minor example of that um, is that when it, when it comes to, like, I see a lot of men, you know, walking outside with their, their significant others, right? Small minor thing, but for me, right? When a woman walks behind that that's that's like a, a miniature like perception or like an example of what you just said. Why why is she behind you? Why is she following? She should be shoulder. She should be like right next to you because you guys should be on the same playing field, same leveling plane. So you know it. That's, it's just small stuff, and I'm I'm never the the one to say I'm a perfect guy or whatever that case may be. But it is small stuff um, that I do take consideration walking on the side of the street I, I take that very seriously it's it's something that I do and it's not something that is necessarily appreciated by a lot of women but I've had women that say that's weird or whatever and I'm just like oh okay but I'm still gonna do it because that's just my mentality as a man I feel like and I could and I <clears> hope <throat> that I'm wrong but like I feel like there's been an increase in the mindset of guys kind of like the podcast that Izzy mentioned of guys kind of almost going like backwards when it comes to relationships with women and like oh well mm -hmm. they should clean for me cook for me do you know all of this and I think it's like in the name of toxic masculinity getting back to that but I I'm like really hoping that that's not like that those views are not increasing I don't know what do you think like because you you might have a different perspective than me or you might see or you know you might have better insight into the collective of no i i definitely agree with you on that and i see it and mm -hmm. the main the mainstream that we see it is social media social media is the end all be all everything that is real um so we have these you know these new things that people do, all these twitches and all this kind of stuff. Me personally, I don't do it. I'm not that, I don't care about that kind of stuff. But seeing that kind of stuff and seeing, you know, the impact that they make um, in the world and how they use that to kind of uh, hypnotize and change views on, you know, women, because the ones that I see are men and they say, oh, no, women have to do this, women have to do that. But in our reality, you know, it, it shouldn't be that way. And, and and then you have the rebuttals of women that, you know, say, oh, you know, we deserve this, we deserve that. And then it's just a back and forth thing. And nobody's right. Nobody's right. It's it's not it's not about who, who's like better or who should do what. It's it should be a mutual understanding of, of each person. Understand a man and his masculinity and vulnerability, understand a woman and all her emotions and how she works. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of people have lost that motivation to do uh, to do that thing. And I blame social media 100 percent because every time I I hate social media, um, I've been hating more and more. Uh, but it, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's a big it's a big key factor and a lot of things now. Right. You know, you got your, you guys got your podcast. I use it for marketing, for fitness. Um, but, you know, a lot of people use it for bad and, and specifically relationships. It, it damages people. And unfortunately, it's some people in our generation and above that, that do it as well. It's not even just the, the younger generation. So um, unfortunately, that's that's the world we live in now. But, you know, it's you know, it's kind of just up for those people. It's up to those people that don't feed into that kind of stuff to kind of you know make their own little ripple and whatever is going on you know my little voice you know hopefully this podcast you know changes five to ten men you know and they can find them a good woman and, and you know so yes i think i mean every single voice is important especially in something like this and it's like when that like negative perspective is the one that's being amplified by so many people um mm. then it's like that much more important for the people with the positive perspective to put you know put your thoughts out there so that you know 
and especially the young generation, because they're, I feel like their mindsets are a little bit more pliable, but to be able to be like, wait a second, you know what, like that, the way that he said that makes a lot of sense to me. Like that's, that's really true, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. Voices are important. Voices are important. The wrong voices. Yeah. And especially for something, and I feel like it is so important that it feels like there's like a very big, like rift between like men and women just you know in general in society not even just in you know heterosexual relationships but like in every connection that you can have you know like at work friends family members I don't know it's like how do we get people to like come together and like I don't know it's it's, it's something that you just got you just got to kind of do without that's that going back to you know when I was talking about you know forcing something um you know you 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 have to do what what you're able to do so you know with me or you you know in a relationship showing that example of what it is to have a, a good relationship you know what I mean um even though we may not be the most popular people on the internet um like I was like I was joking around saying like if we can inspire these couple people, you know, hopefully change their life, and you know, hopefully that ripple becomes a bigger, bigger ripple, and then it changes more people, and it all stems from us staying true to what we believe, and not adjusting to whatever you know society is saying right now, and just kind of staying in our beliefs. So, yeah. Um, I have a few thoughts. Um, yeah, social media definitely does polarize us and it shows us the polarity of the world and you get the most extreme men on this side and the most extreme women fighting <laughs> so like I do think when you look at social media you see more of the division than like at, at least I my little naive heart likes to hope then is actually playing out like in the world but of course I know there are home, harmful people in the world um I'm kind of just curious too like who Bryant, like are your leaders or like the men that you look to? I don't know if they're like maybe some celebrities or something just to kind of give me some hope of like, oh, we can look to these men to, to, to spread the good word. <laughs> um, I honestly don't have like any, like I, like I can't have, think of nobody off the top of my head that I can think of that really um, is that spoke person for men and relationships or whatever um i think i just kind of take little bits and pieces of everything that i see or hear that i want to hear obviously not the negative but everything i do want to hear and then again like i was saying just to try on there through myself um, i think that's what that's what i like that's what i thrive in the most is like trial and error through myself because learning from myself i feel like I get the best results. Um, so I don't have any like spokesperson that I necessarily uh, listen to when it comes to that kind of stuff. Uh, I, do have, I do have motivational speakers that I listen to, like uh, ET, uh, he's a motivational speaker, um, real, real popular guy. Um, but as far as relationship goes, no, unfortunately. I listen to you guys, you guys are awesome. So I like to be on you, yeah. Oh. thank you yeah so yeah maybe maybe we are making a difference you know even just like talking about it like you said just like having that ripple and mm -hmm. you know yeah, doing I, what we can yeah I, I think it's awesome i think it's super awesome what you guys are doing that's why i wanted to come on here you know i i don't have the biggest fan base but you know, i want to support as much as i could and you know, hopefully give you guys a bigger following and, and more ears to listen to what you guys have to say because um hearing you guys' posts and everything I think that you guys are doing amazing so uh, yeah just give me you your flowers while we're here while we're still alive well thank you so much I you were one of our first followers on Instagram so you definitely stick out as like a somebody who's supported us you know from day one and that is a testament to you know Esty and how she came off to you you know like you wanted to support her so yeah thank you so much it's super cool yeah definitely glad I was able to be on here 
So like, what does dating look like for you right now, Brian? Single. <laughs> okay. But like, what does dating look like? Like, are you out there? Um, yeah, I'm out there. Um, not committed to anything right now, but I am uh, out there trying to figure things out. So I'm not one to rush. I I don't want to uh, force anything with anybody. Um, I just go off the energy and I revive. Uh, at this at this point in my life, I know you know from past experiences what I'm looking for, and I feel like you know certain things you know people are willing to accept. So um, that's that's something I'm real stringing on. What I've learned from my last relationship is, you know, speak up. You know what I mean? Like, um, obviously, you know, you have to have a a polite and and um, like not so. I can't think of the, the term I'm trying to say, but not so aggressive way of approaching a situation. Um, but leaving it unsaid is the worst thing you can do. The worst thing. Um, and I think you speaking up and expressing yourself to a person, whether it's like, you know, a week of talking or whatever, if you see something that you don't necessarily like, having a constructive conversation, depending on how that person reacts to that conversation will determine a lot off of it. So, and that goes from the first week to, you know, three months. Um, I feel like, you know, when there's something that needs to be discussed, um, you should be able to have a constructive conversation. And if it can't be done at that moment, you guys should be able to understand that or come to a mutual understanding that you guys can go your separate ways to kind of gather your thoughts and then come back and resolve it, not just leave it that stone unturned because then that's just going to build resentment and things like that. Um, so to answer your question, you know, I'm, I'm open to it, but I'm not pressed for it. I'm I'm just enjoying what I have right now. You know, I'm enjoying it. If you can't bring peace to my life, then I don't really want to deal with it. So, yeah, that's the right mindset, and that's when the right person's going to come to you in time. And I've realized that lately. Um, and this is like kind of obvious until I realized it is like <clears throat> if you love yourself, you stay present, you embrace every moment you um in, like just fill your life with joy it's just a win-win situation because either a you're going to attract somebody into your life and it's going to be something special or b you're going to keep doing you and you're going to keep being in that joy and in the moment and feeling happy and calm and at peace and mm -hmm. i just kind of realized that and i was like oh like i get to control how i feel exactly. without um external factors and then if the external factors come that's cool but I get to win every time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You should never, you should never fight with your emotions when it comes to someone else other than yourself. Right. It should never be the case. So. so you mentioned something, and I was thinking of this earlier in the episode, and I wanted to bring it up to you guys. Um, I'm, I'm going to compare, like, two of my exes right here. So, like, XA um, never, I never knew his inner world. I didn't know his inner world. I didn't know how he was feeling. He wasn't vulnerable with me. And I did whatever the fuck I wanted. Not like saying I was like going out there being wild, but I wasn't necessarily showing up as a partner for him because he didn't really ask that of me. And he never really like told me how he was feeling. And I left that relationship and I still don't know his perception of our relationship. And how the things I did made him feel or anything. And then XB um, is somebody who's super like vulnerable and open and in touch with his emotions. And we were constantly talking about how both of us were feeling and checking in and doing like temperature checks. And he would challenge me a lot. Like, like you were saying, like he would speak up and be like, Hey, like, I thought we were going to hang out Friday night. Why'd you make plans with your friends? You said you were going to hang out with me, you know, like things like that and challenge me and be like, and I'm like, Oh, right. My bad. You know, he didn't just let it slide. Do you want to say something, Bryant? Yeah, I'm so sorry. No, go, go. Just throw it out there for that example. That was not what I was meaning. Oh, so <laughs> what that, were you meaning? That, that, no, no, no. Because um, that's that's cool. But that ties in. No, 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 not at all. That ties in with independence. Um, you, when you have somebody like that, because um, I have you know, hopefully they're not listening, but 
for for B, right? That's 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 insecurity, right? Mm -hmm. Wanting to you know every move and everything like that. That's insecurity because you should want an independent woman that has their own life, has their own friends, has their own thing to do. If I text you say let's hang out Friday and you say you got plans with your friends, have a good night, be safe. That's that's the kind of thing I want because yeah, I would but, want that same. Thing. But what if we already made plans? Like what if I was oh, like let's do dinner Friday. Plans? And yeah, like you, we already had plans. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm going out with my friends. I'm sorry. Like, what, what about okay, that? That's, that's, that's on you. That's on you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's tough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, B, but that's tough. Exactly. So like XA would let me do that. You know what I mean? And I never, I was like, oh, whatever. I get to like be like, you know what I mean? He XA almost let me be so independent that I didn't have to like put in the sacrifice and compromises that are in a normal, healthy relationship. And then XB would push me and be like, hey, wait, like, you know, just little things like that. Like, I don't know. I can't think of another example besides something like that. But just little things to where I knew he was right. It didn't it wasn't like I was like, oh, you're right. My bad. Like, sorry. You know, mm -hmm. and that was good. And I guess I brought this up to say, like, vulnerability does make you strong because it allows you to bring up like conflict that is like needed in a healthy relationship and like being in touch with your feelings being vulnerable like I know I knew what was going on in our relationship versus somebody who wasn't vulnerable with me so I just think that's an example of like men being vulnerable is actually strong it's like being firm and being like hey no like I feel this way can we talk about it you know so yeah, yeah. And, and I think for for that you know for a woman you know, it's important that you um, highlight that and you don't use that as a, as a, I guess, like a weapon uh, towards him. Because um, mm. again, like I said in the beginning, you know, vulnerability is tough for a man. It's, it shouldn't be, but that's just how, that's just how it is. That's how the social norm has made us. It's tough for us to be vulnerable. And like I said, in the beginning, it's men and women you know, that made it tough for me to be vulnerable. So, you know, for on your end, for you to understand that and understand how hard it is for a man to be vulnerable when he is vulnerable, um, one thing that you can do is highlight that, and, you know, and not necessarily like praise him with a cookie type of thing, but, you know, really take into consideration and, and really, um, yeah, just like really highlight that moment. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, that I forget, you know, I forgot we had plans or I didn't know that those plans meant that much to you or whatever the case, not to say that those are the, the right answers, but, you know, making him feel validated for being vulnerable enough to say, hey, what happened to our plans type of thing. So, yeah. But yeah, for A, um, uh, for A though, my question is, uh, did you not get curious? On, on why he didn't care because <laughs> I knew he cared about me I just think he was very like I don't know because I don't know his inner world I still don't know but I wasn't I was never like questioning his faith or his love or care for me at all it wasn't like that it was more just like I don't know he didn't open up I think he just let me do what I wanted to do yeah I don't question it I would have probably questioned that one. I'm not going to lie. I would have questioned that one. Because, um, you know, when you care about somebody, you, like, you you give them that independence, but you want to be with that person. And for you to give them so much free time, so much freedom, and all this, and without a say in the world or without any kind of, you know, or what about this? Like, that's a little suspect because that just not saying a is doing what he's doing but you know it could be a little shaky on that part but i don't know a so i can't i'm just speaking from my perspective um when you just don't care what somebody's doing necessarily per se because you're doing what you're doing so it's kind of like i'm gonna do y'all which is weird it's like why don't you guys not do that together at all just do your own thing but again i don't know a, so I, I'm just speaking on what it sounded like. <laughs> no, you're so right. And I, I kind of like walked away because that was like a pretty foundational relationship for me. It was um, in my early 20s for like four years. So I walked away from that being like, like not really knowing how to actually be in a relationship. So when I entered my next relationship, I was like, oh, I actually have to like 
compromise and like oh we're actually supposed to like be a partnership like oh I get it (laughs) so yeah that's funny though I I definitely see what you're saying like "Mm, what was he up to (laughs) so question for you guys so I just brought up a question so both of you guys can answer this how you guys want um do you feel like um and you can speak on your behalf or just for women in general um how you were just saying right um it's a surprise when you meet a man that is giving you that that ability to compromise and giving you that oh wow like I'm not putting this in the right words but basically it's something that you you want but you never had and it kind of like shocks you so do you feel like um I guess coming from I don't want to say negative relationship or negative men you see yourself as being with to someone else like does that like hinder you or does that hold you back from you know necessarily giving your all to it to the next guy because I feel like that's that's something that I've heard from a lot of women is that they allow their past relationships and stuff they bring that on to the next one and I feel like you know for men that's kind of unfair because then you have to claw your way out of that come out of a hole that you never dug you know what I mean so just kind of want to get you guys perspective on that I think it goes both ways. Um, I think men and women have the tendency to let like past relationships, especially if they were negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and a lot of relationships can be traumatic in ways, even if there was never anything like physical or, you know, anything like that, like there can still be very traumatic experiences from a relationship because yeah. those connections just affect us so much. Um mm-hmm. So I definitely, like, I don't think it's fair to the relationship to do that. And I think it's good to, like, be aware of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's also, like, for each person to, like, have compassion for that part of the other person. I don't know. I, like, relationships are so hard and it, like, blows my mind because it's, like, you've Mm -hmm. got two people who've got their own shit Mm -hmm. that's literally, like, doing everything it can to like make it not work basically you know like that's all of our protective mechanisms and our self-sabotaging ways everything to protect our ego is going to stop us from connecting with a person or like letting them in so sometimes I wonder like how do we even get in relationships because there's so much working against it but maybe I'm just really cynical I don't know Izzy what do you think Okay. That's funny, Esty. And you're so, that's so true, Esty. I feel like you're right. Like your the ego doesn't want you to expose yourself to another and like come together in love. So that was a really good point, Esty. I've never really thought of that, but I think you're right. Um, honestly, I don't have an answer to this. That's like well-formulated or even anything, I guess. Um, I do feel lucky in my experiences, except for one ex that was very traumatic. All my others have been like genuinely like really nice dudes that I felt like met me where I was at at the time of what I needed. And I feel like I've only grown and then every relationship has gotten a little bit better than the past. You know what I mean? So I think my perspective is a little bit different. I I've, I've tend to be a little more naive and trusting and willing and I see the good in people, I think, rather than holding on to the negatives and bringing them into my next relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think that's just um, because I think being in a really bad relationship early on in life helped me smell all the bullshit. And I never even cared to look the, that way ever again. So that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, I think um when it, when you guys talk about the whole ego thing and not wanting to to mesh and everything, um, I know it's gonna sound easy to say, but not so easy to do. But you know, just don't date until you're ready. You know what I mean? Like uh, for me, when I was in that in that point in my life, I didn't I didn't want to date. I didn't want to bring nobody in that kind of life. Um, so you have to have that self discipline and that self-awareness with yourself that hey can I am I happy with myself right now can I truly bring someone in my life and like be happy 
and 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 give them love like you have to love yourself to love somebody else can i do that right now or do i still have reservations about certain things for me i tell people you know it's gonna sound crazy but you know if i'm just meeting you right i i'm gonna trust you 100 percent i'm gonna trust you 100 percent because you've never I, I have no speculation or i have no reason to not trust you right um i feel like when you do reserve that trust for people and, and things like that you kind of already set that negative um impact on you guys getting to know each other right and that and again that ties into the vulnerability but um yeah i, I trust 100 percent to everybody obviously trust is, it's a it's a it's a uh can't think of the word right now, but trusting doesn't mean that I'm giving you my uh, bank account information. That doesn't, that's not what that means, but it just means, you know what I'm saying, as a person, whatever you tell me, um, as we're getting to know each other, meeting each other, that's what I'm going to believe, because that's what you're telling me. Shame on you if you're lying, but, you know, everything comes to the light eventually. But yeah, I mean, if I'm meeting you and I don't know you, why, why wouldn't I trust you, you know? I wouldn't talk to you if I didn't trust you. So that's just my, my take on it. These are these are things that may sound crazy to some people, but these are things that I've accepted and I've um, learned throughout this year is trust everybody until they give you a reason not to. And, and, and whenever you're ready for anything, you know, then you do it. But life, life, you know, it's it's going to keep going whether you find somebody or not. But that doesn't mean you need to find somebody or at this moment, you know, just enjoy what you have build whatever you got going on in your life you know just make it that much easier when it does come so yeah I think you make a good point about like trusting people until they give you a reason not to mm -hmm. and like not assuming things and sometimes it's like a good like grounding question that sometimes I ask myself if I find myself like making an assumption based on maybe a past experience I had then like to ask myself like okay have they given me a reason to believe this mm -hmm. no okay then I'm not even going to think about it you know like until someone because you know you'll learn someone's true colors if you're paying attention exactly. um but I did want to go back because I want to offer like a like a respectful counterpoint <laughs> to when you said like don't date until you're ready which is true like don't date if you're not ready to date but I also think that our like relationships bring up our biggest triggers when it comes to connection. And I don't think you can fully heal those triggers until you've been in a relationship and you've actually like lived through it. Mm. Um, because I've like been in a place where I thought that I, I healed everything. I was good. I was over all of my past relationships. Let's do this. I'm ready. I, you know, get into a relationship and then as soon as I get triggered I'm like all of my progress was lost mm -hmm. so what do you do do you go back to just like healing by yourself like no I think what's like what is healthy is like being in a relationship like working through those triggers but always staying open with the other person like if you can't give somebody what they want or what they're asking for being open about that um and just having like compassion for yourself and compassion for the other person if they're going if they're going through that themselves like mm -hmm. having like the patience to kind of like sit with them through that which is hard and it definitely comes in stages like you're not going to do that with someone on a first date but yeah yeah I, I mean yeah i could definitely see that just like exposing yourself to you know those like you said those triggers to kind of help you heal so you know that's definitely um a way that people can do it as well so it's, it's, it's always it's always multiple ways to to deal with certain things so you know that's a good point that you have there and i think some people could possibly use that as as their way of getting over something so yeah, yeah no Estia, i think that's a great point and that brings up something mm -hmm. i've kind of like seen just on instagram and stuff from people who are kind of like in the tantra world that um focus on relationships is like our society is a little bit <clears throat> like 
I, I say this cautiously, but like, we're a little bit obsessed with the idea that you have to like love yourself and be perfect and be like this perfect person before you enter a relationship. And we you know, there's, there's some danger in that. And like, if you let go of that and we let go of our, like, we almost romanticize being super independent and like not needing anyone, but like, it is okay to say, I need someone. It is okay to say this person makes me a better person. It's okay to say I've grown because of this person, you know? So I think, I think that kind of is what you were saying, Essie. Um, and I completely agree with you. love that response. That was good, actually. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> we're, we're changing your mind, Bryant. No, for real. Like, I mean, I know I've, I've, I had a problem with that, you know, when I was not so humble with myself, um, thinking that I didn't need anybody and uh, not reaching out for help when I, when I really needed it. Because um, I thought I, I thought I was the only one that could help myself. But no reality, it's not about somebody like knowing who you are more than you. It's more of giving their, um, their take on it and maybe giving you a, like a different angle to see something you know, giving you a, a different way of looking at something like what Esty was saying about the relationship thing, like that's a different way of looking at it. Rather me, I say, hey, you know, once you're ready, then you get into relationships. So yeah. I kind of wanted to rewind a little bit all the way back to when you were talking about Izzy, your XA and XB. And we were talking about XA and like how they didn't really share with you like their inner world I like I want to think about that and because I dated someone like that as well and it was really frustrating to not ever know like what was going on inside because I'm someone who will talk about it you know um And like, I learned over time, like after this, it was like a very short-lived relationship, but after it was like, you know, over, I learned that it was like, not because this person didn't want to share their inner world, but because they, they didn't know how, because it was like, I guess that vulnerability thing as well. Um, Or even like being able to verbalize what they're feeling or what they're thinking. Um, So yeah, I feel like that's also an aspect of it possibly for your I don't know I don't know if that like resonates with you at all but I know it does and just like I can think back like yes I agree with you Esty like literally my hobby is sitting down and talking to people about connection and feelings and inner world and vulnerability so like I think I did probably present this very feminine task in a masculine way where I'd be like tell me like tell me like how are you feeling about this you know and like that probably just led him to further shut down. Cause I was probably just like coming at him and he didn't know how to already. It wasn't a natural thing for him. It wasn't his natural tendency. And then like, when you're at, when somebody's asking you to do it, it's like, it's going to be even further from, you know, making it happen. So yeah, no, that, that, that does mean something to me. SD. It's hard, right? I'm, I'm sure you felt the same way I did where you're like, when can we just like have a conversation like about stuff? (laughs) It is hard. And it's like, at first it would like make me mad and it was hard for me to understand because I'm just not that way. Um, And there is something to, to be said about like, if someone isn't able to like give you what you're looking for, then, you know, they're not your person and you gotta, you gotta, walk away but like I guess I learned how to like not expect people to be exactly like me and just to have be a little bit more accepting of them but also knowing like okay I accept you for who you are but in a partner I need to be able to share our inner worlds together because that's all I want to talk about you know so Mm, like both both things can be true Mm -hmm. I love you but you're not my person I accept you, but this isn't what I need. Mm-hmm. I'm respecting what I need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely can see that. Okay. Brian, what do you believe the key to connection is? What do I believe the key to connection is? I think um, communication and understanding is the key to a, con- a connection. Um, if you have 
good, uh, good communication with somebody and you are willing to understand and are, are able to understand and communicate your understanding, um, I think that you build a deeper connection with somebody. Um, because, you know, going back to, you know, just briefly on the A guy, on the, the boyfriend A, you know, just being able to understand him and why he doesn't um, necessarily open up in that way. And on his end, being able to communicate on why he doesn't do that. Um, I think that would have built, built a deeper and a better understanding connection between you guys. So for me, it's communication and understanding. That's, those are my two things that I look for in a woman um, when it comes to that, uh, because that's two things that I've always, not, not always, but that I've more than most lacked in my last relationships. Um, one of the other, um, and those are, are two things that can definitely um, misconstrue a lot of things um, and, you know, potentially ruin something that could have been good or, you know, whatever the case, but yeah. Those are, I mean, yeah, that's really is like the cornerstone to everything, especially everything we talked about in this episode too, so. Yeah, everything ties in together. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to do your guys' podcast. Again, like I was saying, give me you guys' flowers earlier. Like, I love what you guys are doing. Hope you guys continue to keep doing this. Oh, it was so nice having you. Thank you so much. And we're definitely going to, like, link your Instagram in our um, episode description and stuff, too. So we're here to support you as well. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. And thank you again for all of your support, like through all of this and then, you know, coming on. So really of appreciate course. it. Of course, of course. Maybe you guys. So keep kicking butt. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Key to Connection podcast. You can connect with us on Instagram at the Key to Connection podcast. DM us if you'd like to join in on the conversation or have an idea for our next topic or guest. Tune in on Thursdays for new episodes.